If you're tuning into this podcast, it shows you care a great deal about your child's health. So I want to share with you my video course on nutrient supplementation for children that I just published on udemy.com. If you check the description of this episode for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list, as soon as you sign up, I'm going to send you a voucher so that you can get this video course for free. And in the course, I'm going to discuss the most important supplements for children and how to pick quality supplements, how to avoid poor quality ingredients, how to avoid potentially harmful extra ingredients, and basically how to steer clear of the marketing ploys designed to sell us inferior quality supplements. So I hope that you get value out of this course. I'm sure that if you apply the knowledge you learn in it, you will save not just time researching these supplements, but also money. And most importantly, you will get the best quality supplements that your budget will allow so that you can provide your child with the nutritional support that they need. So check out the description for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list. And as I said, as soon as you sign up, I'll send you the the coupon to get the course for free. And if you do sign up, please let me know how you find it. If there's any other information you would like me to include or any other feedback, I would be very grateful if you could send me that. Thank you. Welcome to the Autism Wellbeing Plan, the podcast where you learn how to use advanced functional lab testing, healthy diet and smart supplementation to improve your child's health, well-being and quality of life, and by extension, your own quality of life. Please remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only and always consult your healthcare practitioner before implementing anything discussed here. Now, here's your host and author of the book, Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. Christian Yordanov. Okay, so in the last episode, I talked to you about the importance of nutrient supplementation for your child. So the why of nutrient supplementation. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the how. So we're going to discuss some of the uh, top considerations around supplementation and you know, the do's and don'ts basically of how to do, how to go about it. So let's jump right into it. Um, actually, I should probably mention if, if you like the content on this podcast, you really should get my book. Um, if you like the content here, there is a ton more content there for you. Um, uh, more than 300 pages of it, you know, there's, uh, uh, close to 500 scientific references in there and um, just a lot of really good information. So uh, as I mentioned on the last few episodes, I'm still giving away free copies. I'm very glad um, one of the listeners actually reached out to me um, a few days ago. So, you know, I heard a, a bit of their story and, you know, it was just kind of nice to connect with another human on the other side of the podcast, send, send them the book. And it just feels really good to be able to help out any small way I can um, to, to, to anyone, you know, that w- would like the help. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't be a, a stranger. Don't be shy. Um, like I said, I, if, if you don't want to share your address, 
uh, for me to send you a physical copy of the book, that's totally fine. I'll just send you the PDF that you can read on your computer or your phone or your tablet. So, you know what I mean? It's uh, whatever you want. Like, like I said, I, I don't mind paying shipping and the cost of one book to send it out to people that will actually read it and benefit from it. You know, this is why I wrote the book to share this information uh, with other people, not to make money off the book because anyone that's ever written a book that's not a top author knows that there, it's an incredibly painful, arduous process and there is no no real rewards in terms of monetary gain. It's not about that. It's more about kind of contributing to the world, to society. So that's, uh, you know, if you can't afford the book or whatever, for whatever reason, just let me know. I'll send you a copy of the book. You know, I, I don't want that to be a factor in you getting this information. Okay. So anyway, supplement, supplementation considerations. What are the most important points for you to remember? So first of all, it's important to understand that supplements are usually better tolerated with food, but certain ones specifically have to be taken on an empty stomach. This is to help their absorption and to prevent other compounds in the diet hindering their absorption. For example, zinc is often taken on an empty stomach, especially if you take the, you know, like the liquid zinc. It's usually a good idea to, to see if your child tolerates it on an empty stomach. Some kids don't, which means at that point you would need to, uh, you know, add it with a small snack or a breakfast or a meal. Um, you know, certain other supplements, for example, maybe B12 could be taken on an empty stomach just to kind of help with absorption, not necessarily. But generally, you want you want the nutrients to be inside of a meal. So it's a more natural uh, thing for the body to get a bunch of different nutrients with a meal, not just one or two, let's say, just taking calcium and magnesium. You know, it, it's more foreign to the body to, to get calcium and magnesium on, on its own in a pill than inside of like a big bolus of food, food moving through the intestines, right? Now, the next point is very important. Always start low and slow and gradually build up the desired serving size or dose of the supplement, right? So this is why liquids and powders are very useful because in the case of a powder, you're getting just that nutrient. So you're not getting any other excipients and fillers, which is great. And you can really monitor how much you're giving to your child. So for example, let me just, I have a, a little micro scale that measures, it's only like 20 euro or dollars thereabouts. So it measures up to one milligram, so a thousandth of a, a thousandth of a gram, right? So you can really zero in on the uh, the serving size. For example, you might want to let's say trimethylglycine, for example, or choline or CDP choline or something like that. You you might start with twenty five or fifty milligrams, and then gradually build it up by twenty five milligrams. Over the course of, let's say, every two days, you, you build it up, every three or every day, whatever. And, you know, having a scale like that or little kind of measuring, you, you will learn very quickly what, you know, 50 
or 100 milligrams or 250 milligrams kind of looks like. So it, it's easy to, you don't necessarily have to get a scale, but the point is you want to gradually increase everything. So for example, if, if, if let's say you get a calcium and magnesium um, uh, pills or capsules uh, that you either crush or you open up and you put in a juice, and let's say you, you need to take four a day or your child needs to take four a day, you would start with one a day, you know, and just kind of build it up. Two, three, four, it, you, you, you can really take your time. You don't necessarily have to go whole hog uh, very quickly. You want to see, you want to make sure that your child tolerates the supplement. Not all, not all supplements are tolerated by all people. That's just a fact of life. And then the other thing, certain supplements can accelerate the detoxification process. So zinc minerals, especially, they can really accelerate the process. So you want, you don't want that to happen very quickly because it can be a very uncomfortable process. If the body starts pushing out heavy metals or copper, like for example, with zinc. So you want that to be a gradual process to prevent discomfort and certain, certain supplements can, if you take a lot of them and the body's not yet used to it, they can cause things like hyperactivity and so on. So, so that's kind of the, the rationale there. For example, vitamin B6 can do that. So it's best to be taken with magnesium and to gradually build up the dose, right? Now, the next one is always start one supplement at a time. Now, obviously, it would make the most sense at the start of your child's health building program to buy, you know, the, the core five supplements that I talk about in my book and then a few others. But that does not mean, you know, you, you will get a nice package of supplements. That does not mean you should not start giving them all to your child on the same day, you know. You, you, you start with one at a time. So, for example, let's say you get like some seven to ten supplements from iHerb or whatever. And you, you start day one with digestive enzymes. Then uh, three, three days later or so, maybe you might start with the, the multivitamin. Then you might bring in the fish oil or cod liver oil, then you might add the extra calcium and magnesium. And this could take a week, this could take a month. It all really depends on what age and stage your child is at and how much time you have to, to devote to, to this. And it also depends on, on how quickly your certain children, they just they can just take a supplement today and they, they, there's no noticeable effect. And then the next day you can give them another one. There's no noticeable effect. So they don't re, like, they're not really supposed to react to these supplements, right? But in the case of a probiotic, it can cause shifts in the microbiota. For example, it can um, cause, you know, a loosening of stools for a while and things like that. So you want to gradually taper in everything. Just to, and this is important also is to, to kind of keep a journal or a diary just so you can two, three weeks later, if something changes and you can go back in time and see, just kind of look at the data you've been collecting over the last few weeks or months, because it's easy to forget all these little details over time. And just, you'll be able to make more correlations as you go. And let's say you, you get another probiotic now after three months of this one finishes, you get another probiotic and then suddenly your child becomes constipated or, or, or gets diarrhea. You can check back what did the previous probiotic do 
the first week, let's say, oh, and you see, oh, there was loosening of stools or the child was pooping twice a day now, all of a sudden for, for a few days. So you can correlate, is this a normal thing when you start a supplement or is this new, this kind of way? So it's important to gather as much data as you can without it becoming cumbersome. You know, so a few notes here and there or using your phone's voice notes just to kind of record a quick voice note. And then you might never have to refer to it. But if you ever have to refer to it, it's there on your phone or backed up on your hard drive or like in an Excel spreadsheet or just a plain old notebook if you're kind of more old school like me. Right. So so just to sum up the, the rationale of starting one supplement at a time, it's basically uh, just the best way to identify if your child reacts to anything, you, you can zero in on on what that could be. You know, it, it might not necessarily be the supplement, but it would be a lot easier to identify it if it's if there's just one variable, at least on that kind of side of things. Now, as I already mentioned, liquids and powders generally would work a lot better with children that do not like to take capsules or or pills which is a common occurrence in younger kids. So those are good options. And then they, they also have a lot of chewable supplements now. So multivitamins, probiotics, digestive enzymes, even calcium and magnesium. I've seen them all in chewable forms. Some are better than others. So be careful what you buy. I will, I know I've been, it's been a while since I I said I will have a, supplement, a course on how to select quality supplements for your child. I, I'm hoping to start actually working on it this week and, and have it done before the end of the month. But um, there will be more tips there on how to discern between good and bad quality chewables. Uh, so, so yeah, so you want to make sure that you, you get the best quality chewables, but sometimes they, invariably they will have extra, extra ingredients like sweeteners and so on. But often the trade-off is worth it. So those, let's say, um, digestive enzymes inside the chewable, they they will offset, in terms of the, their benefits, they will offset the negative effects of the added, let's say, sweeteners and other ingredients. So having those digestive enzymes in your child's diet will be a net gain, even after we factor in that there are some potentially undesirable ingredients in the chewable, right? Now, going back to a couple of points, so we want to be able to quickly identify if a supplement is causing an adverse reaction in your child. That's why we introduce one at a time. Now, what's actually more likely to cause an adverse reaction are things like uh, colors, flavors, fillers, excipients. These are likely to cause a reaction more so than the active ingredient inside uh, the supplement or the, the actual nutrients, right? So this is why you want to, when you introduce the supplement, keep, you know, kind of keep an eye on your child for things like hyperactivity, so on, and make notes. And then if, if there's an adverse reaction, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, the supplement is not right for your child. It just may, may mean that particular form or brand might not be right because of some uh, ingredients in there. So let's say, so at that point, what you could do is try to switch to a purer product. For example, like a powder, if, if it was a capsule form of something like, let's say CDP choline, for example, 
Um, if you get it in a capsule, there'll be things like magnesium stearate and so on. But you can also get that in powder form. So that would be an example of how switching to a purer form, like a powder, might be one way to you know continue taking the supplement and potentially uh, stop that kind of adverse reaction. So the, the the point the point being, do not necessarily lose heart in a supplement or confidence in a supplement because your child has an adverse reaction. Now, if it is the powder form or the pure form of the supplement, that's a different story, of course. Now, now this I know I keep saying this is very important and that is very important, but it's like the all of these things I recommend on the podcast, not just in this episode, they're all like spokes on a bicycle um, wheel or tire uh, on a bicycle wheel. So, you know, which, which spoke is the most important? It's kind of like they're all, they're all important, right? Which component in a computer is the most important? Well, if you take the hard drive out, it will stop working. If you take the CPU out, it will stop working. If you take the RAM out, it will stop working. So each component is important in its own way. So we can't really, we can't really um, uh, play favorites or do only what is easy and convenient or cheap, you know? So what I'm getting at here is that this point is super important. It's probably the most important is quality ingredients matter. You want to get the right forms of the vitamins and minerals, right? Simple example, the the B vitamins such as B12 and folate. You want to get methyl tetrahydrofolate, methylfolate. And the other one is methylcobalamin for B12, right? So cheap supplements will have folic acid, the synthetic folate, and cyanocobalamin, which is the synthetic form of B12. Now, methylcobalamin will be the methylated or activated form, and methyl tetrahydrofolate or methylfolate, as it's also known, would be, again, the methylated, more active form of these supplements. So if you give your child the folic acid and the cyanocobalamin, which you know many of these cheap um, supplements in the supermarket will have, those require conversion steps in the body to activate them. And many many of us have genetic variations that um, cause these the enzymes required to be uh, of a much lower uh, uh, efficiency, for example. So I, I have, for example, uh, the MTHFR genetic SNP, also known as, as a single nucleotide polymorphism. It's basically a variation and a, a fairly big, portion of the population have it. So uh, my ability to methylate folate is is greatly reduced, right? So if I take folic acid, for example, it um, there's a high chance that a lot of that won't actually be converted to the to the right type of folic acid that is required, you know, to run the, the methylation cycle. And, and so that's one, one example, right? So many, many kids have, you know, many Many people have that MTHFR. It's, the, it's one of the most studied, if not the most studied genetic variations. But there's other ones, right? So the point is you want to give your child the most bioavailable forms of the nutrients so that, first of all, you're getting your money's worth from these supplements. But second of all, you are giving the the best quality materials to 
for your child to kind of you know run its body, repair its body, and and grow its body. You know, so uh, uh, other 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 examples are the minerals. This is very important also. So you can get, for example, zinc. You can get it as an oxide. Magnesium. You can get it as an oxide, but these are very bioavailable forms. So you want, for example, zinc. Um, citrate, uh, uh, magnesium citrate, or you want chelated minerals where basically chelated means that the mineral is bound or cooked with an amino acid. And that makes it more bioavailable because generally in the stomach, uh, there's a process where the minerals get bound to amino acids so this is like a, the chelation process because that's kind of the the most efficient way that they can be transported across the intestinal um uh cell membrane or the intestinal barrier so this is basically getting chelated minerals you are getting more bioavailable minerals so they're higher quality nutrition which means that more of it basically will end up in your child's in, inside your child's body assimilated and used so if you use something like, for example, they, they, they put zinc oxide to enrich flour. That's um, one of the ways they allegedly enrich flour to prevent these deficiencies. They also enrich flour with folic acid. But th these are just not the best quality of nutrients. They, there's still some, some of it gets absorbed, but not nearly enough, you know. So you're better off saving your money. If you can't afford to buy... The, the expensive form of the supplement, you should probably not buy the cheap form of it is what I'm trying to get at. You're better off waiting to to buy the more quality one rather than going for the cheap one because some of these, especially these cheap multivitamins, they can do more harm than good as I've, as, as I've mentioned previously. You know, things that have like, they might have copper that should be nowhere near um, an autistic child supplement program that might have iron, and just kind of these poor quality ingredients and extra colors and fillers. Another example is um, uh, very cheap supplements who have calcium carbonate, carbonate, which is technically chalk, like the chalk you draw on a blackboard. So, in fact, my my toothpaste, I have a um, uh, some toothpaste, organic based toothpaste without fluoride, and the first ingredient in that toothpaste is actually calcium carbonate. So. Imagine the first ingredient on my toothpaste is the calcium they put in some, and I've seen it in kids' supplements, right? That that stuff is garbage that has very, very little bioavailability. And the, uh, basically, you have to learn how to read supplement labels. And, you know, my book, uh, I have two chapters on supplementation covering about 25 or so of the most important supplements. So there's plenty of information there. Um, about what the bad ingredients you want to stay away from are and what the high quality forms of those vitamins and minerals are and that you want to select, right? So so quality is super important. Get your practitioner to help you out. Um, otherwise, you know, use online resources, do some research. Always, please always do your research before buying stuff. Um, don't just put things in the cart and, and purchase because... Um, I've I've seen it's a little bit it, it, it's a tough territory because 
you know, you're busy, you don't, you don't have time to do all this crazy research, but this is why this podcast and my book are out there for you. So you can greatly minimize the time you need to research in order to get the best quality stuff for your child, right? Another little tip is probably not a good idea to hide supplements in your child's food. Now, adding adding powders to drinks is fine, things like that, but you don't want to kind of be, uh, quote unquote, sneaky about it. You want to normalize that taking supplements is just a part of, um, you know, having a healthy, balanced diet with your child. So, you know, explain the importance of nutrients for health um, and that kind of your child is playing an important role in this, you know, include them in, in this. And um, this is just something that we all need to be doing, supplementing our, our diet. So it's not, it's not like taking pills when you're ill, you know, supplementing a good diet is essential in this day and age. So just explaining that to your child, just so they don't feel different, especially if, if they're the only one taking supplements in, in the household, explain maybe that, you know, you, you figure out your own way of kind of how to explain it. Now, the f- now the final point I just want to make is that no matter how good the supplements you buy and how good and robust and comprehensive your child's supplementation program is, it will never com- compensate for a bad diet. So the diet should be the number one concern. Supplementation is just that, adding, supplementing a good diet. So I will, I have probably said this enough times already, but it bears repeating again and again. You need, you need a 100% organic diet for your child and for yourself. But like we're talking about your, your child's health on this podcast. And while I do emphasize that everybody should be on an all organic diet, because that's the only way to increase the demand for organic food enough that enough other players enter the market so that the competitive levels go up so that the prices can go down for us all, right? Um, but we, we should all be eating organic food because just the the stuff being sprayed on non-organic produce and, and given to conventionally farmed animals is, is just beyond disgusting. It's just extremely toxic. So when, especially if your child has uh, underlying health challenges, you want to reduce as many toxic insults coming from the diet and the environment, as I, you know, keep saying over and over again, but it has to be, it has to be repeated because there's clearly people that are still, still do not kind of fully understand the implications of, of what non-organic food can do to, to a person. So point is, yes, supplementation is important. Quality supplementation, quality supplements are extremely important. But a clean diet is the the foundation of your child's health building programs. So you definitely want to focus on that. And of course, I will be doing more episodes just on diet um, because it is so important. But I, I feel like it, it's also not as complex. If if you tell if you tell someone just buy organic food, they can follow that advice. They will just go into the store and only buy certified organic food, no problem. Uh, some of it might still be junk food. There's a lot of junk food that is organic nowadays, which is great. It means you can still allow your child to be a child and, and you know, eat uh, ice cream and chocolate and 
chips and uh, whatever once in a while so and, and yourself um, but at least organic junk food will be a hell of a lot better a hell of a lot better orders of magnitude better than just the standard junk food in the in the store there so I guess those are the most important points around supplementation. I hope that you found this episode um, useful and I hope to see you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please help us to spread this vital information by rating the podcast on iTunes and sharing it with others who may find the information useful. For further content and resources, go to christianjordanoff.com. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the book Autism Wellbeing Plan today, available on Amazon.